This is the 18th season of Bass Talk Live. With your host, Matt Pangrad. BTL is brought to you by Lorance, Bass Cat Boats, AFCO, Strike King Lures, Sunline, Big Bite Baits, Spro, X-Zone Lures, Gamakatsu, The Bass Tank, Denali Rods, and Pro Guide Batteries. PTL, coming at ya! Good morning and welcome to another exciting edition of BTL Bass Talk Live where we are going to talk about bass fishing. And it's everybody's favorite time of the year. If you are in the media industry, the podcast game, you happen to do a show that revolves around bass fishing. Breaking news is always uh, always things we look forward to. And trust me, over the last four years, there's been a lot of breaking news in the world of professional uh, bass fishing. The latest, uh, I'd heard a little bit of scuttlebutt about this for the last, like, probably month or so. And I'll be honest, here's here's how I heard about it. I'm perusing on uh, social media a couple months ago, and I see a number of, of, of top, top-tier BPT anglers that all over the course of, like, three or four days started posting some of the same questions on their Instagram. They kind of done it on Facebook. I'm just not a big Facebook guy, but I saw it, and it was, you know, hey... Poll questions. Which do you prefer? Every fish counts, five fish format. And there are, you know, a number of guys that has all. And I said, you know, when I start to see kind of a common theme in this, I'm like, something's got to be going on. So I make a couple calls. And, uh, you know, these guys, they, a lot of confidentiality and things they can and can't talk about. But they're like, yeah, you know, we're just trying to, to, to figure out uh, what, the, what our fans like, what the viewers like, you know, how anglers talk, bass fishing anglers. Uh, you know, I started out in the Assumption Bass Club in the 1990s. And, man, if you guys, if you can complain about something, like just join an old bass club and you will figure out that bass fishing is never, you will never get everybody on the same page. That's the one thing you'll figure out about bass fishing. Uh, but I love it. I love the, uh, I love the back and forth on it. So long story short, then last week I start hearing some stuff about, well, there might be some potential changes uh, to the MLF format. And you know, over the past three or four years, the biggest thing has been the every fish counts uh, versus the five fish format. And, you know, they started out in that first year with every fish over a pound and it was just blowing 13 inches over the gunnel, one, 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 two, one, three at a time. So then MLF listened to the changes. They listened to the anglers. They made some changes. They did a variable weight format. Then they jumped up to the two pound uh, and they kind of changed it to where it wasn't, you know, schooling one pounders. And, and, and I applaud them for that and what they did it well. Uh, after I think it's three or four years of this, it is now uh, official press release, hot off the press yesterday uh, afternoon, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Major League Fishing, uh, the world's largest tournament fishing organization, announced today a scoring change in the 2023 Bass Pro Tour. The extremely popular catch, weigh, and immediately release format will remain. However, scoring will change to every from. Every scorable fish counts to scoring each angler's five heaviest bass per day. 
the every fish count format will remain for both the uh, heavy hitters and the general tire team series. But that leads us to our guest today, which is none other than uh, uh, one of the BTL favorites, two-time Bassmaster Classic champ, BPT champion, and second place in the uh, Angler of the Year this year. So the man has had some success in the Every Fish Counts format. He'll be going back to five. That's not it's Jordan Lee. Joe Lee, what's up, man? What's going on, Matt? How you doing? No, buddy? thank thank you for joining me. I know during the off season that eight thirty is is uh, is probably uh, a little bit early for your taste, especially with a with a kid at home. I know every time man. you're at home, you like. To, are you an early riser? Oh, yeah, man, I'm I'm a pretty early riser. Um, yeah, I mean, I was before. I mean, you know, I'm 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 the guy that gets up around you know six thirty, six forty five, somewhere in there. I'm not like a five o'clock guy, but you know, Baker likes to get up, you know, pretty early. So you shuffle around. Up. Do you have like a a morning routine already? Not really, man. I'm not a. Yeah, I'm not much of a routine guy. I just like to wake up and just see what happens. You know, just see what the day brings. Drink something different every morning. I'm not like, you know, don't have to get that cup of coffee. I mean, I make you get by with something else. Like, don't really eat a huge breakfast. That's just how I roll. I got you. Well, Uh, I was reading this, uh, the press release that came out. Yeah, I definitely wanted to get you on the show. You actually are part of the official MLF press release, and I'm going to read uh, your press release. I feel like they might have fancied up some of your verbiage and what word usage in the in the press release. I just I can't picture you saying, "quote I am really excited about this change, and I think it will really resonate with our hardcore tournament audience." I just I can't see you that. say you did. Well, you I, did I, say I, that. I, well, I said resonate with our hardcore fans, so they changed okay. the audience. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as excited as every fish counts is, the five fish scoring just really hits home with our fans. The sport of tournament bass fishing is used to competing in that scoring format, and I believe some of the hardcore tournament anglers that may not have followed us as much as they used to will like the scoring change. And he went on to say some other things. But uh, uh, just kind of go through like how this came about i mentioned in the opening segment i saw some stuff on social media about it i mean is that kind of where this started yeah man so um this really came about through i guess a group of anglers talking um and and this change this change would not have happened if it if it if the anglers weren't on board with it and wanted to the league I, i don't think the league had any intent to change um there were some anglers that came to me. I started talking around to, to different anglers um, on the Bass Pro Tour. And we're just trying to figure out, you know, you know where, where we've gone in four years um, and, and where we see us, you know, going in the next, you know, however long. And this was something that came up. Um, and... You know, anglers just really vetted through it. That was the first part of of, of all this, and uh, you know, I, I think just getting everybody on the same page. You know, hearing everybody's opinion because this was not uh, not everybody wanted this change in, in our league. Obviously, you, you, you know, you can't have everybody on the same page. Um, 
what we tried to see is what the majority of anglers felt like was maybe the best uh, best thing to do, you know, in the format change. What what was the best thing to do? Do we need to completely mix it up uh, and go to five fish, go to what we used to, and or do we need to keep it the same? You know, what what is everybody thinking? Everybody had a different opinion, uh, but still the 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 majority of anglers felt like this was probably going to be a positive change for our league. And um, that's how we kind of started uh, this. We, we had to obviously talk to um, MLF uh, in vetry, some conversations. Um, we have an angler board at, at Major League Fishing. So that's, that's something that's really cool that we can, you know, this was not a, like I said, this was not just MLF doing this um, behind the scenes and the anglers. This was pretty much angler driven. And, um, you know, on things like this that that we're passionate about, I know I'm passionate about it. Um, and, and as a whole of, a group of anglers, this was something that, uh, you know, felt like just needed to happen. Talk a little bit about that angler board. That's something that I'm extremely interested in. Uh, I know back in the day there was the PAA. Uh, that's no longer around. I think there's the NP uh aa uh now as well but that angler board is just strictly yeah. made up of uh bpt anglers or are there also some invitational anglers on that or how do you get on that are you voted on that what's the deal with that i don't know how much you could actually talk about that but uh i think that's something that i'm interested oh, in we yeah. had brian robinson on earlier who talked about the nflpa and how that you know kind of represented the oh, anglers really? in the nfl uh but how does that how does that anglers board work yeah, so uh, I think a great guest for you would be, uh, you know, Wes Long. He heads it, um, and, and he's really a part of uh, putting this together. Uh, the Angler Board, I, you know, I, I have not been on. There's been uh, a lot of different anglers on our Angler Board. Some guys get in, they get out, because it is hard to deal with the anglers. Uh, I, I learned that pretty quick. I told him, I said, guys, I don't want to be on the Angler Board. I'll help with this. I don't want to vet through. I don't want to listen to to all the and, and that's how a lot of guys feel. It's hard to talk to us um, because <clears throat> number one, we all want to complain about something. You know that's natural. Um, I, I'm sure it's like that in the NBA, NFL, whatever. I'm sure guys want to complain. Um, that's just human nature. But um, you know, there's certain guys for the job. Chris Lane is is the president. Um, we call him well. Some guys call him the governor, you know, because he just he's good at what he does. But uh, you know, this angler group uh, basically talks to all the anglers, and then we um, pretty much voice whatever we heard, and, and you know, and and give that to the league. Um, so that's pretty much how that works. On little changes, big changes such as this. Um, this all went through the angler board and I guess I kind of got thrown on the angler board, but there's, uh, there's like six, seven of us. And like I said, it changes. If guys don't want to do any more, you know, we can have a, a couple new people step mm -hmm. up and, um, it's just important. I, I feel like it, it's really cool because, you know, if it's like a rule, rule change or, uh, if it's a, uh, something like this, a format change, 
um, it, we, we, we have to go through our angler board and, you know, vet through everything. And, and also it, it, the payouts is something that um, they've been working on this year. Um, uh, actually, entry fees, not payouts. And um, they've been working on a little system there to, uh, to change that up a little bit for our entry fees. We're, we're not paying as much up front. Um, as we have been so just a little little things like that too um, it's just every year I think it's a step in the right direction good stuff all right I'm gonna take a quick break I want you to ditch the ear pods there's just like a slight scratch every 20 seconds and it's driving me nuts so I know it's driving the listeners nuts but I mean ever other than that it's like okay. flawless your voice is sounding very baritone very crisp uh, but we're going to take a quick break, ditch those, and then we'll be back. Jordan Lee, when we come back, uh, I want to talk about how receptive uh, MLF was to this and then how you guys came up with the current format that was just released where you keep the every fish counts in the general tire team events and in the heavy hitters events while going back to the five fish. There's also some changes in that format that I think had to have been angler driven as far as carryover weights from the uh, elimination or knockout round to the final round. Uh, So now there's a two day deal there. And then some of the changes uh, with 40 anglers fishing one day, 40 anglers fishing the next. Does that change anything with the uh, five fish as far as fairness and equality? We'll dive into the rest of it. It is BTL on a Wednesday with Jordan Lee, Live from Alabama. We'll be right back after this. We're just about ready to go, ladies and gentlemen. Get in order. Once again, Drew Cook is in the driver's seat. When you're catching fish for a living, you can't let a little cold, rain, heat, humidity, or anything else get in the way of a payday. I wear APCO. Any fish, any water. The KVD 100 Jerkbait. 15 different colors. A perfect combination of roll, wiggle, and flash. Increased castability. 3D eyes. Premium black nickel hooks. KVD. Tie one on. Striking lures. Are you looking to install your own fishing electronics? Well, the Bass Tank is here to help you. The solution is the Bass Tank Power Harness. It takes the guesswork out of installation. No more voltage issues or interference. Designed by an engineer so that you can get professional results right there in your own garage. Installation done right with the help of the Bass Tank Power Harness. You can feel confident knowing that your installation was done right. The Bass Tank Power Harness. Give us a call or order yours today at thebasstank.com. All right, we're back, BTL. You still hear me, Jordan? Because sometimes Jordan can't hear, and then when you change the audio, you might have to get out and then get back into the get back into the system. That's really scratchy, but it's it's scratchy. Can you hear me though? I'm a, I'm gonna go back maybe to the AirPods. All right, um, go back to the AirPods, and then it maybe won't be as scratchy. That's the beauty of uh, of live live my, shows with podcasts. Hold on. All right. Now we go vertical with Jordan as he goes back to the AirPods. Uh, all right. He's got the right. the left one in. How about that? Is that better then? Better. Is it yeah, if, if tell me if it goes goes bad right. again. It just it has a bug or something. I'm sorry. 
Your phone has a bug in it. No, you're good right there. And the scratch is gone. So I think we've, through the miracles of modern technology, have fixed the issue. I just put one in. So I just did half. That was, that was the yeah. best logic I could come up with. No, that's perfect. I was saying the other day, uh, like we had a tornado watch that just popped up out of nowhere. And I had Josh Bertrand on Monday. And like the whole block lost power momentarily. Uh, and I'd forgotten to tell Josh, like, hey, if we go down, you're still on. Like a pro, dude. He just, like, kept rolling with it. Couldn't couldn't even tell that I was missing. He just took over the show. It's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Let's get back into, uh, into uh, some of this format. So, yeah. So uh, you talked about uh, you kind of went to uh, MLF. Uh, I get, who did you go? Like, who do you go to at MLF for that? Like, you have the angler panel. You guys have been talking about it. You just like call up Boyd or Gary or who do you call up and just be like, "Hey, we've been we've been tossing some ideas around and want to run this by you." Yeah, um, we talked. Uh, the first initial call was uh, Boyd and Kathy, then uh, Kathy Fennel, and uh, talked with them and and really just Boyd. Um, Primarily, um, when we have an angler call, um, we talk we we talk talk to him mainly, and you know Boyd, yeah, and, and they're they're really professional um, about everything, and and just trying to see, you know, what what's what's the best workplace for the anglers and uh, and for the fans, and and what makes the most sense. But yeah, that's who we that's who we talk to. Okay, and then. And then it just kind of goes through a system where you guys sit down, you work back and forth. You say, hey, 70% of us want this. This is what we're seeing from the polls of the fan. They work back and forth, try to go through logistics as far as because you also still have to have the, the product on TV. That changes things. Accumulative weight. There's a bunch of different changes that it has. You can't just say, hey, we're going to go yeah. back to five and change. I mean, this is something that there's been a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of promoting of the Every Fish Counts. Uh, a massive format change, a ton of interviews of guys on the record talking about how it changes, a lot of changing in styles of angling for guys over the last four years who have been doing this, uh, and, and now yep. it goes back to the five fish. I mean, dude, it's been a minute since you've been in a five fish derby, Jordan. Yeah, in, in a big national tournament, uh, for sure. Um, you know, I, I mean, I fish some, obviously, five fish tournaments, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, for a national tournament, I mean, this is a big change. And, uh, you know, I feel like, um, you know, Major League Fishing as a whole, yeah, this is something that they promoted was the Every Fish Counts. And um, and a lot of people like to watch the Every mm -hmm. Fish Counts. Um, I feel like, from my standpoint, you know, I, I can't really speak – for every angler because i said there's a lot of guys that have different opinions on this and i mean if you get seven, 70 guys i mean you're gonna have a, a definitely a mix of uh you know a mix of opinions on what is the best i don't think there is a best i don't think there is a right i just feel like um and, and we talked about all these different scenarios like you know, major league fishing now. At the, at the beginning, they didn't didn't own FLW, right? So um, they were their own standstill company. Uh, when they merged, you know, they that 
they got the BFLs, the Toyota Series, the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit, um, and, and they got all these different levels of fishing, and they're, they are all five fish. Um, mm-hmm. And so once you get to the top, then you have to change. Um, from my personal viewpoint, I really thought, and, and a lot of other anglers too, that if we make this five fish across the board, um, I feel like it gives those guys, you know, uh, not really something to, they, they know what to expect when they get there. Um, I, I think when it was a standstill product, that's when it was probably the format was its, is, was its strongest um, because it was something totally different and they didn't, you know, there wasn't really like a, a end goal of how you got there. Now there actually is. You qualify up through the ranks and uh, it, it just makes sense as a whole organization just to keep that across the board. And, hey, you know, for some of these television um, shows like the team, the new team series and and the heavy hitters, you know, we're going to keep it the same. And it offers a little mix up, too. Um, and so, yeah, I don't feel like um, from a, from my standpoint and from a lot of the angler standpoints, we're really, uh, you know, it's not like we're, we're, we're worried about, oh, man, it's, it's five fish now. I've got to <laughs> completely change how I fish. Like, it's, it's, it's really hard to, uh, to explain, but, it, you know, there, there's really not a huge adjustment. Um, got to figure out the bite every week, so. Here's how I feel where it kind of came to the forefront. And obviously, I don't think there's anyone. I'm sure there are people. But if you watch the Elite Series live, you watch the BPT live. You might have a preference one over the other. But if you're a fan of professional bass fishing, you're a fan of professional bass fishing. Fair fair assessment? Yeah, that's fair. And you, you talk about uh, relatability. And I think it kind of came to the forefront this year where you had a, a, a number of tournaments, uh, the Bussy Break, uh, Lake Fork, Cayuga, where you had really outstanding five-fish limits. It hadn't been under a five-fish format. And I think that the relatability of nine fish for 42 pounds was not the same as five fish for 28 pounds. So... I think this year it really came to where you start looking at some guys and I've talked with a couple guys. I think I've talked with you about this where you're like, dude, if we were in five fish, everyone would be like, holy cow. Like, look at this. Look at their average in five, six pounds on small mouth, on large mouth. It's crazy. But it kind of gets lost in translation because so many of the guys hadn't fished the every fish counts. It's just like, oh, Jordan Lee caught 42 pounds today. Good for him. But you're sitting there going, dude, I had a 28 pound bag today in my best five. Yeah, it's it's hard to relate to, um, and I feel like you know a lot of the the clout in in bass fishing is lost in, in our in our format because yeah, I mean you go out you catch five for forty, and no one cares. I mean, it, well, they just don't know. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's hard. Um, it's just hard to to look at on you know uh, the score tracker, and that's what is bass fishing, and that's what we we relate to you know it's and nobody can play our game well the game we had um i feel like if they they could they would understand you know what maybe a hundred pound day is um 
but yeah, you just you just lose. Um, you know, when you look at it, you just you just don't know what that what it means. So that was definitely a thing that the anglers have felt, and um, you know whether they want to admit it or not. Um, I mean, I'll admit it. I mean, it it was. I mean, it, it is kind of frustrating um, because you just don't. You know, whereas before, um, you know, you have a really good day on the water, um, really impressive day. You expect a couple people around you to maybe pat you on the back. Hey, man, good day. You know, that's, I mean, you, anytime you catch 25 to 27 mm-hmm. pounds or whatever, you know, that's a pretty good day. I mean, so uh, that was kind of lost, but um, I'm excited. I'm excited for that part. Not to have people pat you on the back, but um, just to look at it and be like, oh, man, he had a really amazing day on the water. Uh, mm-hmm. Good for him. And that'll be fun. Um, I think the live scoring aspect of it, too, should be really interesting because there, there's not – I don't think there's ever been – I don't know. I don't think there's ever been a tournament where – like a national tournament where you know, it's like this where you know where you're sitting – with five fish. So, um, you know, it should be kind of, it should be really interesting because, um, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna make you just like before with the score tracker, um, make you fish off that a little bit different. And, uh, that should cause for some excitement. I would, I would definitely, definitely see. I mean, I, I definitely would think that would cause for more excitement than not. Uh, okay. So, Elite series wise, they don't know where they're standing. That's the tr- traditionally how it's been. You don't know. Let's say you're contending for the lead, but you don't know if a half pound cull is going to be what puts you over the edge and wins the tournament, yeah. or if you need to, to cull up three pounds. So the knock on major league fishing has been there's been no need to to target those bigger fish, tie on a one ninety whopper or choppo or whatever and try to get one bite pick up the glide bait go with the 12 inch worm i will venture to say the more i've mulled over this for the past 24 hours that this format and knowing knowing that you have five fish or you're on that final day and you need a five pounder to co up three pounds and if you do that then there's less likely that someone else is going to be able to jump you you will be fishing specifically for five to seven pound fish with one bite so you will see the guys going i need a five pounder a four pounder doesn't do me any good a five pounder i'm in the in the lead so i think with that format you will see more excitement more big baits more risk taking more off the wall stuff than you've ever seen before because you know, when you don't know it, you're playing your bets. You don't know if that guy's got 12 pounds today or 17 pounds. So you're just trying to clunk, clunk, yeah. clunk, work. You fish, you fish that way for a long time, very successfully uh, on the Elite Series and collegiately growing up. But like that to me is exciting knowing that, hey, Jordan knows he's got to catch a 5 2. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited for that. You know, all these guys, whether you fit, if you fish at the top level, you know, if you fish on the, the Bassmaster Elite Series or you fish the Bass Pro Tour, um, these guys are trained assassins when it comes to catching big fish. Um, and, and a lot of them, they, they, they have a knack. They have something about them that they just know how to target 
bigger than average fish. That's that's why they're professional fishermen. Um, it, whether it was back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, through the 2000s, you know, that's where it, it always has, has been. I mean, uh, and, and to catch a limit of them, not just one, not just two, but catch bigger than average size fish. That's something that that we still do. It, it, it's just, it just not is you just you just hadn't been able to see it the last four years. Now, like you said, going forward, um, I feel like on the final day, and yeah, the, the, I mean the final day. There's ten guys on the water. Um, you know the weights could be whatever, but you know where you're at at all times and knowing that you need to target those bigger than average size fish. It may not be as fast and furious as it was before. You may not go to certain groups of fish or, you know, target, um, you know, target those groups as more as you will, you know, hunting those big ones. And that's something that I love to do. Um, I know there's been a couple times through our events where I'm like, man, I just want to go catch, you know, one or two bigger than I, you know, one or two big ones, just try to, I think I can, but I can't risk leaving, mm -hmm. you know, this group of fish. Um, and I think it opens up to like, it opens up so much more where we can go to different lakes that, you know, um, traditionally in our format, um, would not be great lakes to go to because, you know, spotted bass lakes are really tough. Um, you know, like Norman this year, um, yeah, there would be a lot of fish catches under uh, as many as you can catch, but now it's going to open up uh, so many more scenarios where, you know, guys can target, you know, those big largemouth, which I don't think there's as many of them, but there's just a lot of, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of different things that I'm excited about. Um, but you're right. I mean, the score tracker, um, that final day should be interesting. Um, how that, how that's going to work. Uh, the other thing that I always, I had an issue with it was the guys going, well, you're never out of it with the every fish counts format. You can always go on a run. You can make up 20 pounds. You can make up 18, whatever. And I would like to, uh, I would like to, to point people to March 24th through 26, 2007 on one Lake Conroe uh, in Houston, Texas, where after day two of the Bassmaster Classic, the leading weight was 43 pounds, four ounces, and there was an angler in 15th place who had 29 pounds, six ounces. Uh, I mean, that angler in 15th was about 15 pounds back, and all he had to do, I mean, he could only catch five fish. He was 15 pounds back with, with eight hours left to fit. You yeah. remember that tournament, Jordan? Yeah, I, I forgot who won it, but I remember that. I remember yeah, that so, so then on the, on the final day, that, that angler came out and, uh, and, and won the tournament, had a 27-pound, four-ounce limit, and won by, that was you. you. You came back from a 15-pound deficit. We've seen Randy Howell. That was seen it. Dude, that's a five-fish limit that you made up a 15-pound deficit. And I would venture to say there will be more of that like we just talked about with knowing what the other scores are. Uh, but I, I, I don't think that was valid, like you're never out of it. Yeah, there's going to be events where there's a lot of big fish caught, and if you just suck and barely make it, like it's hard. To, you like a Champlain or something like that where you really yeah. don't have a lot of bigger 
you know, than average fish to make up massive deficits. But I mean, dude, like Randy Howell's classic, your classic. I mean, there's a number of anglers that have come over the last couple of years in the in the elite series who have come from ninth, tenth place back on the final day to win events. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think I don't think that's invalid. I think everyone's still in it with the exception of certain venues. But then there's also events like, dude, if you're in a major league baseball game, you get out to a 17 to one run lead. Yeah. There's going to be guys who run away with it. And there were a lot of guys who ran away with it in the every fish counts format more so than I thought there would be over the last four years. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I was kind of, I've been a little surprised, but not really. I mean, especially in these smallmouth tournaments where you can really uh, get on a school and, and just wreak havoc. Some guys do. I don't do that usually, but um, yeah, I feel like it's not, it's, it's, Hey, at the end of the day, it's still, it's bass fishing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're, uh, there's going to be, like you said, there's going to be tournaments where it's going to be a close race. People are going to be biting their nails at the end and there's going to be tournaments where, Hey, a, a guy blows it away, but um, how they have this 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 structured now, and this is something too that the anglers talk through. Um, hey, what makes the most sense? Because they do run um, a six day event. That's mm-hmm. been one thing that's came up, and I don't like the six days. Uh, Make it four days. Well, I mean, we wish we could be four days too, but that's just not how it's how it works right now. You know, the the six days is is really important to major league fishing and the the you know the live stream. Having more days of competition brings more revenue for them. And as anglers, you just have to understand that. Hey, look, they're trying to run a company too, um, just like anybody is. So if this is what makes them you know revenue this is what we're going to stick with so what's the best scenario under the sixth day mm-hmm. and uh had a few anglers gerald spoyer i think uh, he was really uh involved in all this as well but he came up with uh the idea of hey let's just make it like two two-day tournaments um where the winner does not advance because if the winner advances, that would not work in this because right. the weights, we're not going to zero the weights. So we're just going to do two two-day tournaments. Zero is halfway through days three and four, which is the knockout round, the championship round, are combined, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, it may not be the best, uh, but I think it's going to work. I honestly do. I think it's, uh, I think it's really – you know the best case scenario for that yeah so just to run through it real quick so uh if you fish either fish days one and three or two and four you take your best five from days one if you fish one and three you take your best five from day one your best five from day three your 10 fish total weight if you're in the top 20 you move on uh with the top 20 from days two and four then it becomes a 40 angler two-day weight your best five from uh the semifinal round and then your best five from the championship round uh, I'm curious personally, there, it, it is, it is a, a, a change. And this is something that I've talked about, like what group you're in, who's in your group. Like, I remember I've looked up North and I've been like, dang, there's like seven smallmouth gurus in group a, and there's like three yeah. in group B. It, is that 
kind of luck of the draw or if you get a windy overcast day on day one and that's how you'd been catching them but then you have day two or if there's popular areas that the guys on day one smash like i understand there's that that there's no perfect system there but as an angler does that bother you at all that you know it's kind of luck of the draw as far as weather and what group you're in and how they're going to bite or to me like that would bug the heck out of me like if i if i had to be like on the st lawrence and i'm like what the heck i'm in the group with lucas and bertrand and ayler and cody meyer like that's not fair like i want to be fishing against like the guys who don't know how to catch a smallmouth. me yeah Um, you're like angler of the year no, dude. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying for sure. It doesn't. So maybe the first year it, it, it may have had bothered guys, but now it's been so normalized that we understand that, hey, there's going to be some tournaments where, you know, the weather that you want, you know, you really want that south wind. It's not going to happen. Um, and, and, but it, it all kind of works out through a, a course of a year. Um, and, and the weights are generally pretty close. They, the guys on day one uh, usually just absolutely trash them. And, you know, by the fourth day, it's, it gets a little tougher. And then, hey, guess what? Days five and six are really tough. So um, it, it does change throughout an event. You can see it on the water. You can see that the fish get pressured even with just 40 you know with 40 boats it's it's insane but um so yeah um it, it all works out on, on that aspect of it uh, as far as having an advantage fishing one day or the next it, you don't really have one it's i feel like end. mlf but, is Sorry about that. I, I feel like MLF has taken a lot of flack for, oh, they're just doing whatever they want. But if you look back at the history over the last four years, they really have kind of changed, molded, and listened to the anglers. Whether it's changing the minimum weight. Absolutely. Uh, you know, whether it's, it's uh, the schedule, whether it's going to this five fish here, whether it's uh, payouts. I mean, they've, they've been very open to change. In in some aspects, at least from my perspective, is that the is that the way you kind of feel too? I really do. Yeah, MLF they do they they do get a lot of, I mean they do get a lot of hate um, for different things just because they're they're the easy target, you know. Um, they they've changed a lot in the sport. Um, they have some great great people that are in the company mm-hmm. that. That, that get a lot of bad flack, which is unfortunate because um, they really do do care about hey making a you know making this work. Um, I personally would not want to run a tournament organization. Oh heck no! So if if you want to if you if you if you if you call me and say hey man do you want to go in on this to, to start up this tournament? I'd be like negative because <laughs> it's just hard, man. We you know it's it's changed so much and um, they do, they have done a good job of, of listening to us. And um, yeah, I think it speaks volume from an angler standpoint, you know, um, and, and, and so, like I said, some guys may not be 
super excited about this change that are fishing our league. But um, from a majority standpoint, they look at that and uh, they're open to change. And hey, we'll we'll try it. We'll see what happens. See if this is the, you know, if it's if you know, see what the ratings. I mean, if the proof's going to be in the pudding. So. I find it interesting that a lot of the old guard that I've talked to, I just did a, a, a media event, was talking to Mark Davis about it, and it seems like a lot of the old guard, who you think would be the guys that are stuck in their ways, this is how it's going to be, I wake up at 5.54 every morning, and I, you know, be, they're yeah. more open, in my experience of talking, to the different formats and the more fish and all that, and I, I couldn't figure out why. And I talked to Mark Davis. He's like, well, you know, when I started, it was like seven fish. And before that, it was, you know, nine. And then it was 15 fish. And as state regulations went down, that's why it ended up setting at five. Uh, you're, a, you're a generation after me. But even, you know, my generation and the generation right before me, we just remember five. So that was it. So it's like always been five. You talk to those guys that are that are 50, 60, 70 years old and, and older. I remember Rick Clun once talking about after an elite series way and how you know hey you think these older guys out here stink no they're they were dominant in seven nine and 15 fish limits and it's just kind of changed to go down and they didn't adapt their fishing but uh it is interesting to me that that the older guys who had been through a lot of different format changes and more fish were have seemed to be more open to the every fish counts format or more than five yeah have you noticed that too look i I had a great time. I mean, I, I've, I've had some special days in the water, and it, it has been fun under certain scenarios where, you know, like at Mille Lacs, and this is fresh on my mind, you know, I pulled up to a place. I had nothing to go off of. I I, I mean, I, may, I I didn't have a good practice, and I just found a fresh place during, during the first day of the tournament um, and, and started just absolutely whacking them. Every cast on the tube on a spinning rod, on straight fluorocarbon. And they're, I'm catching them every throw. And they're three to three and a half pounders. They they wouldn't have done anything for me in a five-fish tournament there. But I I was catching them every cast. I caught them every cast for like 30 minutes. And, you know, I got to just keep catching them. And it was, it was fun. Um, it was fun for me as uh, – as a bass fisherman, I mean, who doesn't want to, you know, catch him? But you would have got killed in a in a fish tournament. But so there's times like that where, hey, that's enjoyable for me on the water. And but from, I don't I don't really care about that as much as I do about the tournament fans and the organization as a whole. Hey, everything is under this five fish umbrella. If, if everything was under as many fish as you can catch, I would say. Hey, let's stay. Let's stay the same. And if, if if a lot of people in the United States could fish this format, I would be open to to keeping it. But the reality is that a lot of people can't play our game, and that's probably the toughest part about it. Um, and until that happens, I feel like it, it should stay this way. And it is a fun format to fish. Just not a lot of people can enjoy it. Um, and really understand it because they can't compete in it. I think that's the biggest hurdle, you know. Yeah, it's a fun format to fish if you're Jordan Lee and you happen to just be able to go out on the lake and just use your spidey sense and catch them. <laughs> yeah. 
not all I've the been time in the boat with like you. That. You're just you're but, always just like, oh, let's mosey over here and just pick something out of the road. Oh, there's a four. It's crazy, man. It don't always happen like that, but at times it does. Those are the those are the moments that are highlighted, obviously. But yeah, uh, I have to update too, Matt. I know. All right, here's here's what I want to do. If you're good for, I want to take a break. When we come back, I want to ask you a couple couple tough questions. I want to ask you about your thoughts on the health of the BPT and Major League Fishing and all the talk in the offseason the last couple of years is who's staying, who's leaving. I want to get your thoughts on that. If the fans, if the people in the industry read too much, not enough. You want to get all nitty gritty. I want to get into the nitty gritty of that. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to answer it. I understand, but I'll ask it anyway. Uh, and then I also want to get into what you do during the off season. And then we also just saw 21 year old Tristan McCormick win the open. He made the top 10 here. We've got uh, John Garrett, a bunch more college anglers that are coming up. I want you to, uh, to put your college hat on and look at these young 19 to 22 year olds that are, that are doing incredible things out there. And if, if you see a common thread that you can relate to them as to how they are whipping everyone's butt who have years and years and years and years of more experience, because you did that at Auburn for a number of years and jumped right into it. So, uh, BTL on a Wednesday with Jordan Lee talking all sorts of different things. We will be back after our final break, right after this. Your key to better fishing this season is elite FS. Now available at a new lower price. Get Elite FS9 today for $9.99. And we'll throw in a CMAP reveal chart. Our premium mapping solution for free. Elite FS works with all state-of-the-art Lorenz sonar. From chirp, side scan, and down scan imaging with fish reveal to high-resolution active target live sonar. Elite FS9 and CMAP reveal. Offer ends August 31st. The new Puma STS has been redesigned from the ground up. With the angler, design, function, and performance in mind, nothing on this new offering was compromised, and the only thing carried over from the previous version is the name. Based on the soft touch series hull that started with the flagship Jaguar, this new model is nimble and performs incredibly well at all speeds with either a 250 or 300 horsepower engine. Featuring a new 96-inch wide-body footprint, this hull measures out at 20 foot 7 inches in length. Industry-leading design coupled with tournament-winning performance. The Puma STS from BassCat. Feel the rush. Elite Series Pro Daryl Gleason here. My Pro Guide batteries keep me going on those long tournament days and long practice days. Always plenty of juice, never fail. The best part about Pro Guide batteries, it's the people behind the company. They have over 40 years experience in the battery business, keeping all of us fishermen out on the water longer, catching more fish. Check them out at ProGuideBatteries.com. What's up, Bass Talk Live fans? Brandon Polnick here. And ever since I won a couple Bassmaster Elite Series events on X-Zone Lures, I've been getting a bunch of questions of what makes them so special and different. And really, the truth is, it's in the details. The little details, things like no cheap fillers in their plastic, that gives you more lifelike action, more realistic and vibrant colors. But don't just take my word for it. Go to www.exonelures.com and check them out for yourself. Have you considered purchasing new electronics for your rig? The type of mounts you choose to protect your investment should be part of the decision-making process. No matter if you prefer one, two, or three graphs up front, Beatdown Outdoors has a solution for you. Adjustable. Versatile. 
rigid, and made in the USA. What's your ultimate electronic setup? Check out the full selection of Beatdown Outdoors products by visiting beatdownoutdoors.com. All right, welcome back. Uh, BTL on a Wednesday with Jordan Lee. Talking about the changes uh, in the format going to the five fish for the majority of the BPT season in 2023. And I think I want to ask you some stuff that I probably wouldn't ask you four or five years ago. Because, dude, you've always just been like, man, I don't care. I just want to go out and just catch fish and leave me alone and just kind of do my thing. But you're... You're like a, I mean, dude, you're, you, you're Angler of the Year, you're two-time Classic Champ. Do you feel like some responsibility now with as long as you've been in the industry and your accomplishment? Do you sense that people kind of look for you and come to you for stuff that that you're no longer just a really talented kid out there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I feel like that... Uh, as a whole, um, in the, in the, in the whole, I guess, fishing world, but really major league fishing now, um, the Bass Pro Tour that, you know, a lot of guys do respect me, um, you know, on and on and off the water. And I've always, I've always really tried to, well, I try to go that way where get along with everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, and yeah, and people I think respect what I have to say, and I respect what they have to say, and respect them on the water, and uh, and and off the water. So um, yeah, I feel like you know people do, um, ang- different anglers do come to me for you know just different things, and I, I'm a- I'm passionate about the sport. Um, I feel like I've became more <laughs> passionate about it. You know, I mean, the first couple years, not really. I was trying to find my way, but you know, probably at the tail end of the, the elites and starting this, uh, since we've been in major league fishing that I've really, uh, took that to heart. What do you think the best decision you've ever made in your career is on or off the water since you, since you started on and off the water, uh, fishing related. Or personal life, fishing I don't related. Care, but pr- primarily fishing related. I mean, it couldn't just be like, "Oh, I bought this house with a low interest rate." I'm talking about something like fishing. <laughs> the best fishing, but the best fishing move that I ever made, yeah, was probably um, at the uh, classic at uh, Hartwell. Um, I ran down to, you know, I was running new water that final day. And, uh, I ran down to this pocket that I had, I hadn't been in, but I was just kind of looking at my map and I was like, you know, man, I hadn't been in here. This looks kind of juicy. Let's just run in here and I don't know, see, see if we can catch anything. And I run down there and it just, it just set up good. And, you know, I went down this entire pocket and there was fish under every dock. That was and I caught enough to, to win the tournament. So that was probably the best move on the water I've ever made. And it was little, little luck, but um, that's, that's the one that comes to mind, I guess. All right. Uh, there's been a lot of, a lot of changes since the beginning of the BPT. You see guys that are like, a, you know, 
Jason Christie, Polinick, Swindle. You can't like ignore that, right? Like Gosh, those are top level tier tier guys that are leaving. There's a lot of scuttlebutt about who's fishing all nine opens this year, and this guy's in, and this guy's not, and this guy Absolutely. wants to be in, but he might not be out, and this guy's scared to leave. This guy's a hundred percent all in. This guy's fishing both till he figures out which one he's better at. What? How would you deem that? Is that healthy? Because, like I said, I've talked to veterans before too, and they're like, "Dude, this is the same thing that happened with FLW back in the day." And different sponsors were pulling guys a different direction. You had Classic Champs going to FLW, you had FLW guys going to the Invitationals. Are we reading as fans, as media people in the sport? Are we reading too much into the movement that is happening, or what's going on, Jordan? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I, yeah, you're you're wanting to know, hey, you know, there's been so many guys leave the Bass Pro Tour. Uh, I don't know how many guys it is now, but um, there has been guys leave the Bass Pro Tour to go jump in the opens to fish the, the the elite, and you know that's their decision. And hey, it's it's worked out, uh, you know, for for a lot of them. And um, I feel like as as anglers um as a whole we all we all pay entry fees right we we pay mm-hmm. we pay we pay bassmaster we pay mlf um i feel like whatever that angler feels like is the best for him and his future and his family that's what he needs to do and it is more complicated than say hey i'm just going to go fish the opens because some guys do have you know those sponsors that have stuck with them and that some some may want them to go that route. Um, they may see the benefit on that side. Some of them don't care, um, and, and some anglers maybe are they're at totally different points in their career too. I mean, um, and and they may want to you know spend their time where they feel comfortable or where they maybe in in hindsight maybe they just see where it's just a a better place to fish. They have more upside um, to fishing you know, uh, bass master. So, I, I mean, look, I mean, you're going to have new guys come in. You're going to have guys leave. This is, this is just how the sport is. That's how any professional sport is. But I feel like in our sport, you do have anglers. You obviously can fish a lot longer. Um, mm-hmm. So you're going to have guys stick around, but you're going to have people retire, you know, new, new, fresh guys are going to come in. And uh, they're going to take their place, and they're going to start their their journey as tournament anglers. And uh, yeah, I just feel like it's just going to it's just going to keep happening over time. You know, the next twenty years, you're just going to see new anglers come up. Um, you're already seeing it now. So yeah, I feel like it's a little hopped up, in my opinion, because uh, it's just <clears throat> the there there's so many tournaments now compared to where when i started and uh it was totally different um it's changed you know 180 degrees in eight years mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's just a different different time in our sport and um i feel like yeah there's there's not you know there's not a lot to, not a lot to that uh the bass pro tour mlf um you know you always you always hear people just talk and comment on whatever they're going they're going under or, or whatever why do you think people talk and comment about that i've never asked anybody like i've never asked anyone who fishes it why do you think that talk exists 
I guess because they're they change, they're open to change, maybe. And um, I guess that's why, because they they feel like um, maybe if they change, then something something bad's going on. You know, something's going some something's going wrong when it may not be that all. It, it, you know, there's there's the finances of running a tournament organization this is what i've learned too after you know talking with boyd and whatever the, the finances of running a tournament organization it's really a nightmare it's, it's a nightmare for any of them because it, it just is it's just the nature of it um and they're not they're, they're they want to be profitable there's only certain ways to get to to get to that right and um I guess my point is that, that, that I guess the public sees the change is is more of a negative sense where they think that they need to change something drastically or this is not going to work when um, that's not the case at all. I feel like, you know, the, these these two organizations are going to be around, um, you know, Bassmaster and Major League Fishing now. Mm -hmm. They're, they're going to be around. They're not... Um, they're not just going to just suddenly just disappear. One of the things when the or major BP... league fishing is not just going to suddenly disappear. Yeah, no, I hear you. One of the things when the BPT and major league fishing started, they bought it from FLW. It's kind of what we had seen with FLW back when Irwin went uh, Walmart with it, and you had. Uh, Denny Brower, David Walker. You had end caps at Walmart. You saw the same thing when ESPN uh, bought Bass, and they went with G-Man's Garage and live coverage from the Classic and the ESPN Outdoors outdoor blocks. And I think you saw it when MLF started. And the oh, key cool. phrase, the free, the key phrase was the soccer mom crowd, and that was what the every fish was going to encapsulate, and it was going to be out on. You know, you had Discovery Channel, all these platforms, the hundreds of hours it was going to get out into non-traditional households uh and with the format was going to capture the outside and it was the whole growing the sport catchphrase the making it you know kind of like what bull riding has done and kind of a phenomenon thing and we've seen it happen about every 10 to 15 years where they try it in the sport um this seems more more like kind of going back and taking care of the grassroots guys, the fans, the hardcore fans, going back to the five fish. Do you think in your lifetime you will ever see uh, tournament fishing truly explode onto the national stage where it is a household thing? Or is this thing a pie? It's always been a pie. It'll always be a pie. And the best solution is to make the best pie that you can instead of trying to make a giant pie with not much filling in it. That's a great analogy. Uh, yeah, from what I've seen, just in the short time I've been in it, I feel like uh, the latter of the two, what you just said, and where, you know, they, they, they tried something different, um, trying to get in, in, like you said, the non-traditional households. And fishing as a whole, is it's just a niche sport, you know, I don't, I don't know in my lifetime if I'm going to see it become like golf. Um, it's just different. It's a different playing field. We, we, we catch fish. It's not a, you know, it's different all across the country. Um, I just don't see it becoming a, a, a national, 
um, you know, where it just one day just suddenly pops up on everybody's TV and they're like, oh, we're going to watch fishing. Where you can't go to the grocery store without being mobbed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're signing autographs at Walmart and you got a line. I I just don't, I don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, obviously I wish it would because that means it's going to, well, I say I wish I would. I mean, I guess it would, it would bring more money into the sport. Um, that's really about it. Um, I think it's. I think there's already too many guys that that fish professionally. Um, that's hard to get past. Um, I, I think that's hurt overall. Um, you know, guys' pocketbooks. But yeah, I just don't see it becoming becoming to that level. Um, where 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 it's like that and i like you said man it, it bassmaster has done different things espn i thought it was awesome a lot of people i guess you know didn't think it was awesome because they got canned pretty quick oh, i loved it i did I too i remember turning that. on the tv yeah i remember turning on the tv when i was younger and just you know um you know, I, I forgot what it was called. It was the, with Velvic and, uh, I don't know. They had Bass, Bass they had Center. Bass, Zone. Bass, Bass Center with Kumar. Yeah. Bass Center. Kumar. I loved it all. Like, I, I loved all that. But um, from the from a national standpoint, it's just it's not something everybody can really get into. So, um, I think you really have to uh, – fishing, hey, look. It's grown a lot. Um, tournament fishing has grown a lot. So I feel like the pie is bigger in our in our sport compared to 10, 15 years ago. Um, there's more people buying bass boats, this, that, and the other. So, hey, look, I feel like we need to, you know, focus on our hardcore audience maybe a little bit more and, and add the entertainment side of it. And I really thought this would be the best – case scenario for them and that's why I'm, i am truly excited about next year uh good stuff all right uh before i let you go and i appreciate the uh the hour that you've been on you always bring it both times i think you were like one of the first i think were you the first show or second or third show that i did by myself after jeffrey's retired that was one of the best sh- shows of the year that was phenomenal we were showing like the hair jigs and all the baits you'd won and all that but uh uh yeah, you like that I did. I'm, I'm a bait junkie like that. But uh, like I said, I mentioned Tristan McCormick. Uh, you look at the uh, collegiate guys. Uh, go ahead and throw like Dakota uh, Ebear in there. Well, let's just like look at the the top ten. You know, you had like uh, Burge, Dakota Ebear in the top. You uh, on the Elite Series, it's the same things in the Opens and the Toyotas. You look around and it's like so many of these collegiate anglers in their young 20s seem like they're coming out incredibly prepared now. Like the learning curve is is massively shortened. You were, I think, I wouldn't call you the pioneer like generation. I would put like uh, maybe uh, like Brandon Card and that kind of group in it, like that first kind of early that came out that had the serious college fishing. But you're you're still like the flagship college dude, man. Like when people point to, hey, look what collegiate fishing can do. Um, do you keep up with it now? Where do you think collegiate fishing is and what, what is it that all these kids that are 19 to 23 have in common that allow them to compete at such a high level so quickly? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely hats off to those guys. Um, they've done an incredible job. Uh, yeah, I think you see it every year to an extent. Um, you see some guys obviously rise to the top because they may have that that factor, and they they put a lot of time in. Um, they're, you know, the, the biggest thing that I've noticed now. Um, I guess is the to separate yourself now from the the rest of the crowd. You know your electronics. You have to be extremely, uh, extremely good with with those. And they've 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 had. I, I you know I had a lot of time on my hands when I was look when I was twenty one, twenty two years old, right out of college. All I was doing was fishing. I, I didn't have any really responsibilities, and um, and I took advantage of that. You know, I took advantage of spending a lot of time on the water, um, getting good, which was back then, getting good with you know size and just getting ahead of the curve on everything. And you're seeing that now with uh, a lot of these college anglers, where they don't have. You know, just like just like me, I didn't have a uh, ton of responsibilities. I mean, I was winning some tournaments fishing and uh, fishing all the opens and uh, just got to go to all these different lakes. And, man, that's that's what it's about. Um, when you when you wake up in the morning and you're like, man, how can I better myself today? Or yeah, I'll just go to the lake right now and, you know, go live scope three days straight or whatever and it, you become really proficient with it and that's what i'm seeing now with you know guys like uh tristan tristan and uh john garrett like you, you mentioned those guys cole floyd yeah um, cody huff. they they just cody huff um um they just man they get it they understand the tournament scene they went up through college and they're they're, they're noticing the changes in it and how to have that advantage on the water that's what it's all about is having that advantage and i feel like i've lost that touch a little bit um but i've had i've got i've i do have the more experience more experience now um but the young guys that are coming up are going to continue to um you know show that they they have it i mean age is just a number in our sport and the time on the water is super Super important. That's good stuff. Uh, anything you got coming up in the off season that you want to talk about? That you want to plug? Any new stuff that you're working on, or is it uh, is it hang out with the family, and go crappie fishing every now and then for the next couple months? Yeah, um, you know, I mean, the biggest change for me now is 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 having a son, and um, you know, that's that's having a family man nobody really tells you um but it's it is the best thing that i've ever done um in my personal life is it's it's baker it's his name but he's special to me and you know i try to be there you know every step along the way spend a lot of time with him help my wife out and that's important just as important to me as it is you know my career my job so um, I've been doing that a lot here lately and, you know, when I can fish or when I feel like it's a good time to, I'll go out to the lake and, you know, do that as well. But, um, just taking, taking care around the house. Um, if you have a good, 
good home life. Um, I feel like that transfers over to, for me, at least it does to fishing. And I uh, got a lot of support around here. So um, that's what I'm going to be doing. Going to fish a little bit the off season. And uh, just get ready for next year, too. I mean, it comes quick. So, uh, yeah, just going to be doing that. So nothing, pretty, nothing crazy exciting. Pretty banger schedule for next year, too. Kissimmee Chain, Cherokee, Murray, go back to Caney Creek, then Gunnersville, Cayuga, St. Clair, and Saginaw Bay. I mean, there's not a – there really isn't a grinder on that schedule at all. It's like either big smallmouth, big spots, or big largemouth. Yeah, I'm excited about it, man. Um, I'm going to do probably a little bit more pre-practicing too this year. I, I've only I've only pre-practiced one tournament in four years, uh, and that was at uh, Caney Creek and uh, Darbone. Um, I never went to Bussy Break until the final day, but uh, I did pra- pre-practice that one this year. I think I'm going to go look at, um, you know, look at some different lakes, see what's changed, and and all that. And I feel like that. It's something that I, I I think I personally used to not think that helped. But after seeing the guys who were dominating our tour, um, I realized that it, it does help. Um, and I feel like, too, that's, that's with the two days of practice we have. Um, the two days of practice, you have one bad weather day that, that cuts you down to one day of practice. And you can't really find a whole lot in one day. So – knowing the lay of the land, I, it, it helps. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go to a couple of these places and uh, a couple of these lakes, and, yeah, the schedule is really good. It's going to take some weight and uh, should be fun. All right, Jordan Lee, thank you very much for the time on yeah, man. BTL. Much appreciated, and uh, take care. Have fun with the kid. All right, buddy. Man, right. be good. Uh, will do. See you. All right, that was Jordan Lee. Uh, much appreciated, Candor. And I, I don't think, I don't think that, uh, I don't even think like three years ago, he would, he would have done that interview. Just a different perspective, a lot more uh, maturity uh, for Jordan Lee. You have to remember, like this is kind of like really, he's been kind of the anointed one since, uh, since his days at Auburn, and then he came right into it and has been dominant. And then obviously the back to back Bassmaster Classics, and just so calm and cool. But he really wasn't ever. Uh, big into I don't want to call it like politics but he wasn't really big into the business side of it uh, and definitely has gotten uh, a lot more involved a lot more uh, opinionated and cares a lot more about uh, uh, the sport the direction that it's going in making sure that that it's going in the direction that he thinks is is uh, positive and there's a lot of those young guys those, those late 20s to to early 30 guys like the kind of that whole next group like that that group after uh like the skeets and the edwins and deans and and kevins i mean those guys are late 40s early 50s some of them um and you know jordan and justin lucas and uh uh brandon polinick uh and a bunch of those guys i mean that's like the it's crazy they've been around for like 12 13 years. All right, we're going to take a final break. When we come back, some final thoughts about uh, what was said today, what we have going on the rest of the week, and then a very cool in-studio guest for BTL next Monday. It's Wednesday today, October 26th. BTL will be back with the final segment 
right after this. Vibrating jigs are a great choice for any time of year, and the Kamikaze Swim On is a perfect match for any vibrating jig. Two sizes and the unique tail design gives it a bait fish profile and a great swimming action for realism. There are 17 colors. See them all at BigBiteBaits.com. The Spro Little John crankbait has been around for almost 15 years, and it is one of my go-to crankbaits whenever I need a fish in the boat, so you can never have enough new colors. That's why Spro's coming out with a handful of new colors, including Pearl Shad, which has this bleached out white look, but it's got this pearlescent, really, really pretty. We've got Copper Shad, which looks amazing in the water. It's got that purple flake on the back, really, really pops in the water. And then if you want some real pop, we've got Sparkle Shad, nothing but sparkles all over this thing. And then last but not least, we've got the matte sexy shad just a really different looking color for a crankbait so you want to give them a little different look that matte sexy shad is definitely the one to go with all these colors are available in the original little john and the md combining one of the most popular hook styles with gamakatsu's beefier superline offering the gamakatsu superline offset round bend delivers the strength necessary to target big fish in heavy cover. Well suited for braided line and heavier fluorocarbon, the Gamakatsu Superline Offset Round Bend is built using stronger Superline wire that allows anglers to easily fish a finesse worm around heavy cover. The Round Bend offers a larger bite area, perfect for any worm presentation, while increasing your hookup ratios. The newly enhanced Z-Bend holds your plastics on the hook longer, reducing the number of pull-offs and reducing damage to plastics. Available in 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, and 5-0, this is the most durable worm hook, designed for heavier lines that hold your bait on longer. Preparation is key to success. And that preparation starts well before you ever hit the water. You're only as strong as your connection to the fish, and your line is that critical connection. Confidence in your line every minute of every day on the water is a necessity, and failure, it's not an option. Sunline makes the fluorocarbon, nylon, and braided lines to give you the strength to guarantee your confidence. The new Android series is the peak of the Denali lineup and offers the ultimate Denali experience. The Android series features 36-ton multi-directional graphite combined with interlock blank technology for added strength. Each rod is outfitted with royal titanium guides that will not fail. The blank is fitted into an easy-touch, soft-feel EVA foam grip with exposed blank reel seat. This all allows the Android to transmit every movement of your bait and even the most subtle bites. The Android series is the finest rod Denali has ever made and offers an angler the ultimate fishing experience with a limited lifetime warranty. See the full lineup of Android rods at DenaliRods.com. All right, wrapping things up here on BTL Clay. Interesting comment here. He said, hey, I got to say, I'm not sure if that's grammatically correct. He says, I got to say I got respect for MLF guys who come on BTL. They get thrown into the fire and they keep it professional. Um, dude, I, I was just I was just asking questions that I, that I wanted to know. And that is, you know, you, you try to have the pulse on the industry and you take into account, you know, what's talked about and what's said. And those are the questions that are talked about. Uh, and that I wanted 
that I wanted to know. And like I said, yeah, jo- Jordan did a great job and all those guys have done a great job. One of the things I try to do is I try to keep it 50-50. I have a lot of uh, BPT, MLF, Pro Circuit Anglers on as well as Elite Series Open guys. Uh, and you have to understand, and Jordan did a great job of pointing this out, uh, MLF, NPFL, BASS, for-profit organizations, they're business. They're just like a grocery store down the road or Lowe's or Walmart or anything you go to, like they have are, are, are trying to produce uh, a product and, and use the anglers where the anglers are, are benefiting from it and that they are, are turning a profit through sponsorship, through viewership, uh, through angler membership fee. And it's always going to be uh, a give and take. Like we just have gone through all this stuff with the, uh, with the uh, uh, opens and trying to get it. And I'm sure Hank and stuff at the opens and and those guys are like man like everything we do we either get smoked on we go to all nine and now everyone's complaining that they can't get into the classic by fishing the three divisions or if you don't do that then you have the guys who want the all nine who are complaining to bass that hey all you have to do is fish six days and now you're on the elite series like it's a it's a, a constant delicate balance and that's why in any sport especially from the beginning like look at if you go back to like the beginning of the NFL, the NHL, any of these sports, any of the individual sports, it's always an evolution of change. You have to realize a lot of these guys who started in the beginning of this, that first tournament, 1968, Beaver Lake, the Invitational, the first classic that Ray Scott put everyone up in the sky, uh, took them to Lake Mead. They had 10 pounds of tackle and eight rods that they could have. I mean, dude, those guys, a lot of them are still alive. A lot of them can remember that. Uh so this is a young sport, an evolution of the sport, a change of the sport, uh, and a lot of crazy stuff has happened for the last five years. You know, I was going back looking for uh, press releases uh, about the Every Fish Counts and what guys were saying about it when the BPT kicked off just four years ago with the Every Fish Counts format, and then I forgot, dude, we went through a whole like year and a half of COVID years where you had tournaments canceled and tournament chains and weigh-in procedures and, and uh, changed, and then crowds that they didn't have and crowds that they didn't, and You've got 200 guys that are all individual, small business owners, each with a different set of circumstances, a different set of challenges, a different set of strengths, and they're all, every single one, regardless of where you are, is jockeying for position to try to be in the best position that they can to to to, to support themselves, their family, their businesses back on the side. Uh, there's a lot of different angles on it. Um, and I hope it doesn't come off on BTL as, as, as negative towards... Uh, towards one organization or negative towards another or asking more questions that I shouldn't. Um, anyway, I just thought, I thought Joe did a great job on that uh, and was open to it. So I was going to take advantage of that. And Clay was talking about more of a, uh, uh, more of in the comment section, but yeah, it, it's, it's been a little weird to me over the, the years, the pushback that the BPT and MLF gets regardless of what move they make. Right. And that was kind of from the beginning. And I think that they lived, they have had to endure some lasting uh, bruises from the f- mistakes that they made uh, and, and some, somewhat admittedly in some of the press releases and some of the things that they said in the first three months after, uh, after the split. And I think that there's some enduring uh, kind of bad feelings amongst the hardcore bass anglers that they're like hey they're trying to diminish bass and the history of all that and, and start this new thing and, and and tell us that this is better but you know like we went, talked about with jordan and and like we like i laid out 
uh, they've been very open to to listening to the anglers, to what they change. Like it started with the one pound and every fish counts. And then they listened and they said, hey, let's go to a variable weight. And then they went to the two pounds. Then they went to absolutely no information. You couldn't even talk to anyone else in the tournament. You couldn't look at the front deck of their boats, nothing. And then they listened to their anglers and say, hey, this is like we're having to learn other anglers like kids' names and talk to them about life. We want to just be able to talk to them about fishing. We don't, we don't want to do any of that. So they, they loosen that up uh, and, and listen to them as far as, as, uh, as uh, you know, talking with the other anglers and the information. Now they're listening to them as far as going back to, to five fish and what the majority of people like. Uh, they're doing a lot of stuff. I watch both. I like both. I know... Uh, I got to get Marty Stone on here. He actually, like I said, I've been through a lot of uh, drama with the cell phone over the last couple of weeks. I'm starting to try to get all my stuff back through iCloud after I dropped it in the water at uh, at uh, Hartwell. If anybody has like a functional good case, like floating case deal to keep your phone in when you're on the water that's not like a tether or big and bulky, hit me up on Instagram and let me know. Uh, let me know like what a good phone case, something that I could just like put my phone that's already in the case. See this? Look, I've got like a, it's like a metallic. It's yeah, I need to get a better case for that. But anything that you can do for the case, I'd be greatly appreciated. But anyway, Marty Stone called me. I haven't called him back. I'll call him right back after the show. But he said uh, that he has some stuff that he had some interest in. So we'll get him on and see what he has to say uh, about what's going on. Moving forward tomorrow, we are back live. We are back live with another day four. Uncle Frank, Frank Scalish in live. And then Monday, we have an in-studio guest. Uh, one, of the, one of the most well-received segments on BTL has been uh, utilizing sponsors of the show that allow the show to do, that pay money to keep this thing on the air and, and on the podcast, uh, to come on and kind of go behind the scenes and explain uh, what it is that they do, how they do it, why they do it, and some of the benefits, some of the challenges of running small companies. We've got Beatdown Outdoors, new sponsor of BTL. Uh, I have the ultimate shorty on my boat. I actually used it at Hartwell. You can raise it up all the way up to like 33 inches. Uh, helps with your neck and back for uh, forward-facing sonar, even just looking at your 2D up front. A lot of cool different features on that. But the guys from Beatdown, uh, they're in the Ozarks. They're making the drive down to be in studio on Monday uh, to talk about getting into the graph mount game, some of the challenges, uh, some of the very innovative and unique things that they've had. It's not just going to be a, hey, here, buy our graph mounts. I told them, I said, if you're coming in, I, I want to know the behind the scenes on how to get into this very competitive industry and what you guys have done and, and going through you know, all of the uh, red tape and trials and tribulations of bringing one of the coolest and most reliable and innovative graph mounts to the market. So that will be uh, next Monday. Other than that, it feels good to be back in studio. Uh, for the foreseeable future. So a uh, big shout out. We've had a very active uh, message board, live comment section yesterday. A lot of good feedback. If you hadn't had a chance to go back and listen to the Bradley Hallman and John Sukup show, I uh, would highly recommend uh, that talking about going through the open season to make the 2023 Bassmaster Elite Series. And then the process starts all over to get ready for when that season starts in a couple months. Thanks everybody for sticking with us. Thank you to Jordan Lee. We got Uncle Frank tomorrow. We'll see you then. Later.